0: Transient Mike Four Series. Hi, I'm your host David Ventura Garcia. I want to welcome you back to the Transient Mike Four Track Series. I'm in here with a, a gentleman of legendary status, infamous uh, reputation, and and the ruler of Nashville for, for some time there in the '90s. If you want to build him up, Vernon Rust. How are you, good sir?
1: Uh, thank you, David. You're very kind. thanks good to be here
0: well you know it's kind kind of funny I say that it might and I don't say that in jest I really say that because a lot of people know your story and a lot of people don't know your story and I think that's what's what's amazing about what you've been able to do when we first met you uh, you rolled up onto the porch at a a, um, Victorian house that we had and, and we were having a jam session and I didn't even know who this guy was he said listen can I Come and play with you. Can I jam? And I said, "You got five minutes to get your instrument, and if you can do it, we'll 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 do it." (laughs) You remember that? Yeah,
1: true. (laughs) That's true.
0: And he left, (laughs) and I said, and and we were jamming. He came back around the corner, and lo and behold, here he comes, this guy with a guitar banjo. I've come to find out, right, a six-string banjo, so to speak. And he proceeded to jam with us, and he played his first song, and we were floored away, and and instantly, there's something about. Vernon and us. I mean, that's why we started this organization to say when you hear something that moves you, you know It's the real deal and I didn't know where he was from what he's about I didn't even know his name, but I knew by nature of the song that that was the real deal and uh, And and I know
2: instantly that
0: was the real deal And so we have him here with us and we are we've been gifted by his presence by way of the, the timeline the way things work out uh, you know, I mentioned this in our last podcast, and that was that uh, Vernon had a, spent some time in Nashville, born and raised in Louisiana. And uh, when he made his mark out there, it was singing and songwriting. And uh, you had a hit with "Sacred Ground," <laughs> right? And uh, it had lots of airplay. <laughs> and then, and it, what a long straight trip from there because you, you, you partnered up with Keith Urban for his first album the ranch, yep. and was able to write that song. And from there, like I said, it kind of exploded into this fast lane. And you think of the Eagles song, right? You were in the fast lane at that point.
1: We went way too fast. We were going way faster than our wheels should have been going at the time. Uh Yeah, thank you. It's, it's great to be here. And we, uh since we moved to Austin, we've just grown to fall in love with it. And uh, the re- it's funny i knew y'all were raising a racket up on the front porch and actually i was just walking up there to hoping somebody had an extra cigarette i think
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it turned yeah, into maybe
1: a beer and, a, and a- we
0: and we did have that we had a beer and a cigarette and some whiskey weight it's turned into such a great time over there that texas national outfitters and you know that's how we met at that jam session
1: cool ass man
0: yeah and i think we you glad know glad
1: to be here for real
0: and 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 it was also a pleasure to get you in the studio, and we were excited because we said, well, we have a four-track reel-to-reel. Who are we going to record first? And we both, Jeremy and I, just said it's Vernon Rust, because there's a haunting that you that you have in your in your sound that comes out of that that guitar banjo, out of your voice. Like I said, that's very real, very authentic, and you know instantly that you're hearing something that's magical. And and again, not to build it up, we're going to play this song for you. Right, actually, the the song that we recorded was get your hillbilly on and you have so many so many others uh that we'd like to feature at some point and but but we're going to specifically talk about this song and we're going to play for play it for yeah,
2: you these song these songs are um uh
1: first of three they're, they're new and uh we wrote these in the rv Helen and i and so it's new stuff and uh not being braggadocious, but it's the real deal. I shouldn't be alive to even be, be talking, much less be really happy. So we are glad to be here, and so I can't wait to see how this turns out because I haven't even heard it yet. Right?
0: Okay. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's it. So we'll play. We'll play this song, and then we're going to dissect it a little bit and talk about the process.
1: Fantastic. We're
0: rolling. All right.
1: Two, three.
2: Some dream that you had Sadly discounting Had you missed the mountains And aching for your lover's arms so bad Well, the white morning mist Down in the valley Just like milk in a bowl I send out this song For the wind to take along And find you And bring you back home And if you're feeling heartbroken and lonesome Cold winter winds in your soul you better bring it on back to the mountain let the music guide you home get your hillbilly on Gets your window And the lonesomeness Creeps in your bones I'd drive all night long If you just give me a call On the way back Where you belong And if you're feeling Heartbroken a long song Cold winter wind In your soul You better bring it on back To the mountain. Let the moon guide you home Get your hillbilly on and If you're feeling heartbroken Had lonesome Cold winter wind In your soul You better bring it Home back To the country Babe Let the moon guide you Home Get your hillbilly on Yeah Let the moon guide you Home Get your hillbilly
0: on. All right, so we're back. That was, that was a beautiful song, Get Your Hillbilly On. Uh, recorded that in one day here with our four-track reel-to-reel, Reel, the Tascam 44. Jeremy did a, did, has done a great job setting that up and making it work. I mean, that was, that was a really good day. I mean, you knew we had
1: something that day, right? I mean, Absolutely, it. man. It, it, well, it was the first take. And uh, that's just kind of how an old guy does it anymore. I just don't have time for all this messing around and doing all these overdubs and things. We just do it once and be done with it so we can go take naps. Tell us about the inspiration for that song, Get Your Hillbilly On. Well, here's, here's exactly how the song was written. First off, we just were kicking around stuff like we do every day and came up with Get Your Hillbilly On and knew that would make great fishing hats later. So we took a title that was just cool and... We took the only way we could use it is to uh, bastardize it into some serious song about some mountain lonesome dude mi uh, missing mountain lonesome girl, yeah you know? and uh so and then just kind of used a bunch of music we've had kicking around in there too, so we just kind of kick it, beat on it till it doesn 't look ugly anymore. We try to not make it suck as often as possible well, the point is the lyrics.
0: And the way, the way it rolls, I mean, I'm, I'm reading your book right now. I haven't, I haven't finished it completely, but I've, I'm there. I've got some great quotes, but the whole thing that, that I found fascinating is what you're saying is you got it. You have to sit down, you have to write it. The process there, when you say, when you saying we, who, who, what was that? When we, you say we, we would.
1: I would be speaking of Helen Bird. who's my partner and myself. So we, uh, we, we've been hooked up for about eight years, uh, night and day so i don't know how we're not both all the way uh legally crazy but um anyway that's my partner me and her and the puppy dog and we live in this rv and we're gypsies and we uh we're minimalist we are minimalist now so uh that's how we do it and uh imagery is my thing and i draw inspiration from her and just uh being a lyricist so what i want to do is take words and completely create a little three-minute movie in your head. So I want to put some fog down in the holler and let you look out over there, over the ridge in the morning, and then see the rain turn into snow on the window. If I can do that, then I win, and you, you'll you get some emotional response out of that song. So that's what I do. I'm a lyricist, which is, uh, there's an old saying, how do you get a great lyricist off your front porch these days? Pay him for the pizza. Right? So, <laughs>
0: yeah there you go and you've got a I've got a great uh sayings and I've heard many of them but that that was a new one that's good now let me ask you though on you're you're talking about lyricists now do you do you hear the chords first or the lyrics how
1: how do they how does this meld into you know the song here's that we had the title and so I'm always constantly goofing around the banjo And so we just took some chords and I just played it for about a thousand hours and it kind of smoothed itself out. So it's just something that came up and it kind of, we fixed something. Then I just beat on it and set it, let it set for a little while. And then we just pick it up and it added to itself. And so after a couple of three, four, 12 months, uh, it just came out like in the form that it is now, which I think is really, really cool. And uh, I love doing a solo vocal instrument thing. It's most honest expression of uh, the craft that I do, which is definitely an artsy thing anymore because there's absolutely no money in it whatsoever. Yeah, you gotta love it. Yeah, man. So uh, we have just this. uh, We just have this new slice of really cool life down here in Austin. It reflected in the book. The book had reflected in the music before, and uh we've been doing this for eight years
0: but here's the thing I mean I mean listening to the songs haven't known you already for the time that we've that we've been hanging together. I listen to the ranch, I listen to this song i listen so so there is a style there that you know that's that ends up being Vernon rust like that's like I said it's identifiable in in the ranch it's identifiable in sacred ground, so albeit like you said you're you're throwing things together. You know, you have a style there, and and, and from a lyricist standpoint, and even some chord structures that I'm identifying. You know, these these common themes, like the hillbilly, the idea of hillbilly. I mean, that could be a, a you know a degrading sort of expression to some cultures, but you know, what what is a hillbilly? I mean, does it stretch? Is it Appalachian? Is it Louisiana? What what are you defining as hillbilly? I mean, what is that?
1: What does that mean to you? If you looked up Wikipedia, uh, the definition would probably be someone from Appalachia of Scottish or Irish descent, descent that lives in the mountains, that uh, was not educated, doesn't do his toenails, and makes uh, but corn you, liquor. But you didn't grow up out, there, though, you know? did you? No, man. I made all this up. So this is another thing I'm really good at. It's just making a lot of shit up that doesn't make... <laughs> That, uh, that sounds true.
0: And so cinematic, that's the thing. You're giving an image to some, to some lyrics already that tie together. And, and even if you haven't been there, I'm going to say that you have. I, I haven't been there myself, but I have an idea of what, what it feels like and sounds like, and that's what you embody with this song. I think, that was, I think it was captured, and that's why I say it's kind of haunting in that way. I always use that word for this song because it's so cinematic. It feels like the closing credits, opening credits, something that, that belongs in a, in a film. So, man, I mean, that's such Thank a great song. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's,
1: that's very kind.
0: Well, yeah. we've got, we have a lot of other songs to, that, that we're going to, you know, we hope to feature on the website we're, that are still in development. I mean, that, this is great to have a podcast where we, we're going to be rolling things out as fast as we can, but doing it the due diligence of real work, and that's what Jeremy's good at. He's, he, he is a musician himself, and he wants a great sound. Of course, you're he's a one-take
1: wonder. He's a fine lad.
0: Yeah, he is, and you're a one-take wonder, so it makes it really easy <laughs> with someone like you. But uh, let's talk about something that I wanted to share with the, with the readers. You have a new book out called "Fake News" by Bernie, yes, right. and that, you were one of the first to put this "fake news" uh, on a title, uh, and that makes it very current, right? It's got a lot of a lot of folks are looking at it because it's it tells a tale of of you on the road, you in the fast lane, some of the history, but it also ties in to to Keith Urban, who at at one time was a friend and and.
1: A great friend,
0: yeah, a great friend, and it segues into just so many different things uh about you, and it's not written in a style that's more narrative it's more it's more of a almost like a blog style. It's very easy to read right and 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 what Thank what you. drew you to this process? What made you feel like you had to put this down
1: for well, twenty years ago, I wanted to make some quick money, right, but I couldn't ever get it together until we finally got uh down here in Austin kind of got my spiritual shit together again, you know, and where we could uh relax enough to write take fifty nine years of all the cool stuff I thought up and uh lyrics stories um mostly true um for the most part <laughs> except the ones I made up right so
0: yeah well, that I'm- so
1: that's my life's work I've always wanted to write a book and I thought that i could i thought that initially I could hook it up to keith urban's bandwagon and go that way but as it turns out in the end and looking back he's just a small section of a bunch of stuff i did survived attempted accomplished and you know what um and now have come to look back and enjoy well that came off nice well
0: and the thing is you're you're honest about what it was i mean you start off the book kind of like an episodic thing. You're very honest about it. You're very truthful. The fact that you did a lot of drugs and the fact that you lived a fast life and, and you were waking up in the ER room and strapped to the table and and, and some... that some, some me- was
1: pretty far out there. Man. Yeah, there was
0: mental issues that you addressed and 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 I think that's what makes it really so entertaining. And uh, I'd love you to read some passages from the book and uh, I'm going to even read a couple here that I thought would define you and, and help help explore who you are. But uh, you know, on, uh, immediately you kind of say uh, some of us are cowboys and carpenters, some are chefs, artists, mothers, programmers, doctors and musicians, but then on the 8th day God made the songwriter. And that, and that's that embodies you. I could see that. You you've known from an early age that you were going to be making songs, right?
1: I've, I was always squirming around and couldn't sit still and shaking and all of my mother one time asked me, what in the hell is wrong with you? And I said, Mom, I've got a song going in my head all the time. Wow. So, and that was about the time I was six maybe, the Beatles were happening and I was combing my bangs down and, my, and combing them across and I wanted to, by God, purse my lips like Paul McCartney, right? And I did a pretty good job. I did a pretty good job. Anyway, Um. But anyway wanted to be a rock star since then so
0: yeah, it's funny a song running through your head for me it was i always had a movie running through my head
1: a song going in my head all the time mama
0: that's great and here's another passage uh <laughs> but i'll let you read it here let's pass it along i have it, I have it. dog tag just that paragraph
1: absolutely <laughs> how efficient! This, 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 this,
0: I think this is a mantra. This is sort of the origin of how we found him because uh, Vernon and, and his partner Helen they live in an RV, and uh, we'll kind of tell the story of how you came to be in this RV. Uh, but but he's living this sort of musician life where, there, where it's free of any any real binds, and and that's it sounds poetic. But he's proof that it can be done to some degree when you scale it back, kind of like our four-track series. You just strip it down to the essence of what we're trying to achieve, and you can, you can do that. Sometimes we, we burden ourselves with so many challenges, like this book, which I said, it's published by Magged you. Magged
1: me for yeah. years. But
0: man. for me, I've always wanted to publish a book, and Vernon Russ is doing it. I mean, what's holding me back? It's my own self. And, and now it says, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to publish one. So, so read this for us because I think it's, it, it sums it up perfectly.
1: Perhaps you need to sell all your stuff and pilgrim somewhere. Perhaps your friends and family are a drag and a pain in the ass. Leave them in your dust and do it now. Get you some highway and get your poor eyes some countryside. Remember, the cowards stay home and the weak are buried on the side of the road. That's so beautiful. See, that's it.
0: So tell us that. Tell us, how did how'd you, how'd you come about the RV uh, and, and, and where you, how
1: you ended up in Austin? Well, let me see. I'll summarize. Helen and I had uh, wound up. It's classic, like a movie. It's like a movie and a comedy if it was happening to somebody else. But we wound up just down and out. And out of nowhere, I got four cuts one summer, and we were literally on the street through a, uh, some unpleasant circumstances. But anyway, uh, all of a sudden, the Oak Ridge Boys cut a song of mine. Then a group called uh, Steel Magnolia cut a group. And then a Grammy guy called David Nail cut a song off the ranch. And then out of nowhere, Scotty McCrary, this American Idol kid, cuts one of the songs off the ranch. And he back in the day when people bought CDs they sold a million of them, and we made enough money to get a, a banjo, a puppy dog, an RV, and a few things we needed and didn't need. So um, that was seven years ago, I believe. And so it, the wagon's held up great. It's rough as a cob. and uh, But believe me, when the book starts selling, we will buy a big boat. And it's a, <laughs>
0: but you didn't throw a dart. You said, we're, we're going to head down. You went, I think Memphis you stopped, but you ended up in Austin.
1: We did, uh, my daughter was getting married in Shreveport. So we pilgrimed to Memphis, breaking down here and there and loaded down with just thousands of pounds of things we didn't need. But went to Memphis, went to Shreveport, went to Dallas, and we broke down several more times. And then we spluttered our way to Austin. Because all the while, Helen's going, you know, Austin's cool. <laughs> so uh, we thought about it, kicked about it. And so, so after a while, we just kind of ha- couldn't not come here. So... And, um,
0: and we and, and that was how many years ago you said
1: we came here a couple of years, ago. yeah,
0: just a couple mm-hmm. and already that's what I'm saying, and, we, and our path's crossed, and that's it's really fortunate
1: random sur- uh, happenstance uh, there well, there are no uh coincidences there are no, no coincidences no, no. i mean and that
0: that's in your book too because I mean, I think there's a i think something you call the karma cafe because like I said, even I know you to be humble very very yeah uh easygoing, relaxed, and, and chill, but, but you didn't become this way by way of you. I mean, it's a choice you made because of what happened
1: in it's right? You should have met me when I was drinking and doing a lot of cocaine. You, I was not a nice guy at the party because I'm going to yeah. go well, here, straight for your medicine cabinet and kick the dog. Yeah, read
0: that. This is a funny one. This is, this is who you were, so I think this, this is a good one.
1: Okay. Remember, I am Vernon Rust, son of a Louisiana cattleman, number one songwriter to the masses, and God's own lyricist. I called people on their crap and feared neither God nor death. I was a driven, fearless individual and didn't care who I pissed off in the course of my duties, saving the world. Keith Urban got me my music, most of my jokes, and there were many. See, and and that's your origins. You you became this... uh... Yeah, let me just jump right. Here's the thing. In light of uh, the book and the things just said, um. My life is a complete epitome of how if you quit doing dumb shit, God will cut you a second chance like you wouldn't believe. I have cheated death just tens of times. Shouldn't be here. Have come back from the grave a many a time. And I sit before you sober, happy, well-adjusted, and well-rested. Now, come on, man. If anybody that knew me in the past would just have bet really good money that I would have been dead 20 years ago, and most of my friends thought that I certainly was. So I am a miracle. I'm just telling you, I have got my metaphysical badge of honor on there, and we just are cruising at a good speed in a good place to do it. And you know what? I'm sitting here having an interview with you guys, and uh, life is very good, and we're just so tickled to be here. Okay, thanks. That's great.
0: And I th- I think that's 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 the best way to sum it up. I mean, live a good life. I mean, there, there, you talk about this concept of the Karma Cafe, and what I like about you say the Karma Cafe, there are no menus. We get what we deserve. And, and that's true. Uh whether you choose to believe it or not. So and 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 I think you bring a center to all the times we've spoken because things go on in our lives and and Jeremy and I as co-founders of this organization, it was founded f- with the idea that we were frustrated with the film industry, with the music industry. And we said, well, maybe if we flip it a little Absolutely. bit, you know, and, and find a way to give back to the artists instead of trying to take from the community. And I feel I feel like this is what's so amazing about you is for for some God-given reason, the talent that you have is the ability to spit out a hit song amidst all the chaos and the drugs and the fast life and not just one hit song but a couple of them and there's many more that because of the the circumstance they may become hit songs again but I know them to be strong enough to be that way so, and that how not everybody can do that and did you take advantage of that or did you are you do you feel blessed by it or is it twofold Th-
1: that's a big question you know I- Let's just, I don't know, I just, I knew I was making up music in my head, uh, me and my muses, since I was a little kid and still do it now. So um, I wanted to just completely swerve off the road and just share this with you, okay? Right now, it's uh, in Australia, this young artist cut a song that I demoed 30 years ago, and uh, it's a song called Gingerbread Man. And he recorded it just like my demo. It came off so good that he uh, they spent really great money on a video. But I predict this guy named Chalky White is going to have the biggest song on the island of Australia this year. It's a country tune that will probably cross over. I can't get more excited about it. It's just tripping me out. He's such a great guy. And uh, so a song that I wrote 35 years ago, it just got picked up by this guy, and he owns it, man. And I swear, he's just a great guy to interview. Good-looking kid, doesn't wear a hat, wonderful chap. Okay. But anyway, so that's new, and something like that, that just makes my day anymore. And that's what, if you're a songwriter, if you get somebody that cuts your song and doesn't screw it up for you, that's just a big touchdown. So Chalky White, we're just real excited about this guy. That's great. So. Well, I want to thank you for coming in
0: today. I don't, I don't think this is the only uh, podcast we're going to have with you. I think we're going to have you back probably for another song because, like I said, it feels like everyone's a, a hit. But this one we're featuring "Get Your Hillbilly On" because I think I think people want to hear it. It's really it was really capturing and and thralling so so thank you for your time today and if you and again i'm going to encourage people to to learn more about vernon rust i certainly didn't know his story and the deeper you get into it the more you understand uh what a blessing it is to have him in the area uh because like i said our paths cross and this is the kind of thing you're going to find in austin or anywhere i think as transient mike explores the, the the countryside when we get our mobile studio going that's what we want to find we want to find people who paid in you know put in the dude and 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 are deserving of something and you you certainly deserve to be preserved in many ways so you know we are so happy to have you fake news is the book it's available on Amazon uh, the, the you can click on our links to find out more about the music here some of his tracks you, bet. Y- you can you know even as we continue forward we're going to make him more available to folks and uh we think that it's just a great like i said a great relationship that we're having and and let's just keep it going brother
1: hey thanks so much and uh thank you guys transient mike it's been a pleasure i haven't been interviewed in so many years but so i do apologize for the sputtering but do thank you for your time you guys are so much fun
0: Get Your Hillbilly On was written by Vernon Rust and Helen Byrd, performed at our studio in Austin, Texas. This podcast was produced by Transient Mike, performance audio engineer Jimmy Fowler, podcast audio and editing Kyle Tomchessen. The four-track series was live-tracked on a quarter-inch reel-to-reel Tascam 44 tape machine using a vintage Tascam analog soundboard donated by the family of Mike McCormick. For more information on our nonprofit organization, go to transientmike.org or click on the link below. If you would like to be a sponsor, feel free to contact us at info at I'm your host, David Ventura Garcia. Thank you for listening.
1: Okay, get yourself a tape machine,
2: you moron. <laughs>